You are about to listen to the S. Anthony Says Podcast, starring S. Anthony Thomas. <laughs> you lucky bastards. All right, this is S. Anthony. Glad you came back. Ready for the next one? All right, here we go. Go! Well, hello, hello, you sick bastards. You know who this is, you sick bastards. This is the S Machine. This is the S Anthony Says Podcast. But you knew that. You knew that because you got an RSS notification. You knew that because you subscribed to the podcast. You knew that because I you probably posted this crap on Twitter or Facebook or whatever the hell I decide to put it on to let people know that a new one came out. But that's what this is, the S. Anthony Says Podcast. And if you're hearing this, it's because you chose to hear this, you pushed the play button or you downloaded this and you're listening to it, whatever you're listening to it on I don't know but I just want to say thank you very much for choosing to spend this time with yours truly I truly do appreciate that now before I get started talking a lot of stupid crap that I'm going to do forever <laughs> because I'm never going to stop doing this I just want to say thank you to everybody who's actually sent me email I mean I, I really been getting some really really kind email uh, from 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 a bunch of people a lot of wonderful compliments uh, if you listen, if you're a new uh, listener to this, obviously you don't have the email yet. The email is uh, the S Anthony says podcast at gmail dot com. Um, I just want to say to everybody, like I said, very, 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 very kind of you to send really, really positive email, really, really nice compliments. I really do appreciate it, and I read it. Uh, I, I can't obviously, I can't answer the email. I mean, you know, because I wouldn't have time to do the damn podcast. But I want to thank you guys very much. I do see them, and I, and I and I do appreciate what you said. I really do, and. Um, you know, I just wanted to let you know that, okay? But it's something else I want to let you bastards know. How? Listen, you. Thank you for the compliments to talking about. Oh, your show's hilarious. You're awesome. You're the best. I listen to you every week. You're the greatest. I download. Yeah, I love that crap. Thank you. It makes me want to do this more than I wanted to do it anyway. That's right. But listen, you suckers. I need you to do me a favor. Yeah, that's right. You still have to give me compliments and tell me how awesome I am and how the podcast is a genius and I'm the greatest and I'm awesome and you can't live without me. <laughs> Okay, no one said that last one. To live without the live not being able to live without no one said that part of it. The other stuff they said, but that last thing I threw that in there and maybe you should throw that into future kind email. <laughs> no, you're not gonna do that. You're just gonna stick with the regular compliments. Okay, great. But do me a favor, you bastards. Whatever you're listening to me on, whether it be iTunes or Stitcher or TuneIn or Pocket Casts or whatever podcatcher, if they have some place where you can give a review, please give this show a positive review and give me a five-star rating if it's five-star, okay? It really would help the show and get the word out there, and it really looks good to have that kind of stuff. If you love the show genuinely, please feel free. Do me a personal favor and do that. In fact, do me a double favor. Not only five stars. If there's five star is the top rating, give me five stars. But if you could push the button down a little extra hard or touch the touch screen a little harder and see if you can squeeze a sixth star in there to teach them a lesson for thinking that this show only deserves five stars, damn it. When if it's a five star rating, this show deserves six stars. Yeah, I said it. So make sure you give this show some good ratings and, and, and write some nice stuff because you've been writing nice stuff to me. So if you don't mind putting that kind of good crap out there for me, I would really appreciate it. And now one to the pre-scheduled stupid crap that I talk every week. 
<laughs> this is what I wanted to talk to you cats about. This this is really weird too because I didn't. I never understood why people do dumb crap to people when they have discretion to to do something and they choose to do it when they have the option of not doing the thing. You know, I'm driving down the road and I'm going to pick up somebody. I look out the window and I see a FedEx truck. Now it's parked someplace where it shouldn't be parked. It's not blocking traffic. It's just parked in an area where a normal commuter car should not be parked. And I noticed that the person was standing behind it. And at first I saw the uniform and I just assumed because I wasn't paying close attention. I was driving the car. I thought it was the FedEx driver about to get out and go into the back of the truck and get something or lock the door down and move on their way. But as it turns out, in this particular city, the parking authority uniform is very, very similar in color to the uniform of FedEx. And I noticed that the person was staring at the license plate and then punching little codes into the box. This parking authority person was giving a parking ticket to a working, delivering FedEx truck. Why are you doing that? You know what I mean? You have discretion. Under normal circumstances, a working professional customer service, someone who has to deal with the public, looks at somebody else who has to deal with the public and goes, even though we do different jobs, I'm, I work for the city government, you work for a corporation, whatever, we're still out serving the public. I'm not going to give you a ticket. That's what they normally do. But this person was giving the FedEx driver a ticket. Why? You did not have to do that. You were being an a-hole. Maybe you have a quota. I don't know. But why in the hell would you pick this? They, do you know how many people park illegally? You know how many people park in front of donut shops because they're, they're going to go in there and spend $75 on donuts and coffee that they're going to shove it down their throats and have their asses grow to the size where they actually have to buy a new vehicle because their future asses can't fit in the damn vehicle they're in now and they don't want to put two quarters in the thing because they're cheap bastards. You could give those people tickets, but you don't find those people. They never find the person who does the real bad thing they always find somebody that they can screw with that's not that bad you ever get a, a shut off notice when you owe $50 and your next door neighbor owes $27,000 and they actually have a sign in the front lawn that says I'm stealing water fuck the city and somehow nothing happens to them well it's like that damn it yeah I said it so why are you giving a FedEx driver? I imagine that FedEx driver coming back out of there and seeing they got a ticket going, what the hell is this? I'm a damn FedEx driver. I deliver packages. I deliver. I give people things they want on time. That's what I do. And this disgusting slob gave me a ticket. I hope that FedEx driver writes down the name of the person that gave them a ticket and then puts it in the computer. And every time that person orders something from FedEx, I hope some shit is missing out of the box. I hope they order some candy from for a loved one and they open up the box and the, or the, some loved one sends them candy and they open it up and all the good candy is eaten or has somebody puts their thumbs in the shit and they open up the box. I can't wait to eat this candy. What the hell is this? It's been all eaten. And then there's a letter in it that says, ha, ha, ha. Thanks for the ticket, you rotten mother sucker. Yeah, that's right. I said it. I hope that happens. I hope when they when this person orders something from FedEx and it or, or order some some stuff for their kids and they order some stuff and I hope it's the wrong color. This is not the color I ordered. Oh, it isn't really. Oh, that's a shame. 
Season's greetings from FedEx, you bastard. That's what I hope happened. But okay, I'm, I may have gone a little far with that. But you know what I'm saying. Don't be a douche when you don't have to be a douche to people. Why do people do that? If you have the discretion to F with somebody and you don't need to F with somebody, then don't F with them, you bastard. That's the thing, man. Sometimes you can't give people discretion. Sometimes you have to write the rule down. Be very, very specific to make sure you don't have an asshole being an asshole when being an asshole is not the time to be an asshole and stop being an asshole if you don't have to be an asshole. And I think I said the word asshole a little bit too much. Nope, I have a quote. I have to say it two more times. Asshole, asshole. Bam. There I go. <laughs> But there's things when we take when we give discretion to people and there's interpretation there, it becomes a problem. Everybody was complaining about that catch in the Cowboys game, and then by the letter of the rule, it says that if he falls to the ground and he's not making a football move, but he isn't making a football move, but he could be a football move, but maybe it's not a football move. It was it a football move? I'm not sure if it was a football move. It could have been a football move. In fact, it might have been a rugby move. But he can't do rugby moves because this is football. It wasn't a rugby move. It was a football move. Okay, well let me take a look at it. That's not a football move. That's a baseball move. And this is football. That's not a baseball move. It's not a baseball move. No, it's a football move. Well, if he's not making a football move, then the football move is what he needs to make. The, and then, hey, who cares? Write it down, man. We have to have rules and they have to be specific. You can't say something dumb like he has to be making a football move. What the hell's a football move? What's he going to do? Jump off the, the, the field and bang one of the damn cheerleaders? That's also a football move. You don't think the football players are banging cheerleaders? That's not a football move? How about this is a football move? How about he goes home and he takes some drugs and bangs hookers and, and then goes to the bar and shoots himself in the leg and does all stuff like that. Football players do that too. Are those football moves, damn it? And I don't even like the Dallas Cowboys, but who cares? All I'm saying is take discretion away from people. Make sure it's very, very specific. If he, if he puts down two feet, then he falls to the ground and then it's not a catch. You can't leave it open like that. Because when you leave it open like that, people can F with you when they shouldn't F with you. They'll pick up flags when they don't pick they shouldn't pick up flags. You know what I'm talking about. I've been in a situation where that FedEx driver was in, where I was parking and a lady comes up to me and she's about she's writing the ticket. I walk up to her and I just stand there and she's looking at me and she's preparing for the salvo that's about to come. She thinks I'm going to start cursing at her. She thinks I'm going to fight with her. So she's already fighting against me and yelling at me and saying negative things to me in anticipation of the negative comments she thinks are about to come, but they weren't going to come. I'm not cursing at the person writing the ticket. You're either going to write the ticket or not write the ticket. I'm not going to curse at the person. See, anyway, sir, I feel that. And another thing, sir, and I'm going, hey, it is what it is. You know, I mean, you got a job to do. I mean, what am I going to do? Yell at you? And another thing, sir, I really don't like your attitude. Ma'am, I'm not giving you attitude. I'm just saying, I'm just waiting for you to write the ticket. You know, you're going to write the ticket. I'm going to go right home, write a check, and then mail it out the next time I leave the house. I mean, I mean, what can I do? And another thing, sir, I don't really want. And then, huh? What? Yeah, I'm not going to yell at you. I mean, you're just doing your job. What am I going to do curse at you for? I mean, the, the parking meter is a thing that it's a rule. Essentially, it's a big metal rule. And by rule, I mean, if you put the quarter in, you look at the time. The time says if you don't get back by this specific time, the 
thing's going to go click and that means you are eligible to get a ticket and if you don't get back by that time the simple fact that you put the coins in and you left your car there means you have decided to participate in a little game called get back before the person gives you a ticket and if you don't get back and the person gives you the ticket whap, 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 you're lost and guess what I didn't get back it says it says uh, expired or whatever it says that I'm I it said that when I came up you are already here so whap, 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 I lost give me the ticket it is what it is I'll, really that you know I'm so used to people yelling at me when I when I write tickets what is what, I mean, you're like an NFL referee right you you have a job to do you do your job no one has ever gone up to a referee going what you that's 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 holding it's us uh, uh, we're not gonna call holding damn it your mother's a whore I don't know, your mother's a whore and another thing epithet 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 profanity profanity well now that you've used the correct string of disgusting expletives i'm now gonna call holding thank you it's not gonna happen right if i sit there and say your mom's this your dad's that you this you that and i curse at you you're not gonna take the ticket and rip it up because i'm mean to you right well, no. So why would I be mean to you? It doesn't do anything. So he goes, you know, you're right. I really appreciate that. And then she ripped up the ticket. They can rip up the ticket. They can stop giving you the ticket, even though it's already started. If they tell you that they can't, that's a hunk of crap because she ripped up the ticket and didn't give it to me. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know? You know, we have to take away discretion sometimes because there's enough of us out there that are a-holes that will use the power that we have to screw with people because we can't. I am not one of those people, but there are a lot of them out there. They're not even the majority of the people. Most of the time you get away with stuff. Most of the time you come back and the meter expired and you don't get a ticket. Most of the time. The only thing that really matters to you is the time when it doesn't or the time when the person starts writing a ticket and there's a minute left. Well, I didn't see you, so there it is. You know what I'm saying. We got to take the discretion away from people. We got to write things down. We got to make sure that it's black or white in some situations, even though the world is a shade of gray. Right? You don't want people coming into your house. So what do you do? You don't, what you do is you put a lock on the door. The lock says, don't come into my damn house. If I didn't give you permission and you don't have a key that opens this lock, keep your punk ass on the other side of the door. But guess what? Most people are not going to walk into your house and take stuff. Nope. If you leave your door open, the average person will walk by and see a door open and all they're going to think is in the back of their mind, even though they won't even stop. All they'll think is somebody's ran back in the house with something and they just keep on walking. They don't go, well, that door is open. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to run in and take some stuff. No, not the average person. Stop signs. Cut and dry. It's a stop sign. It does. It's not a stop if you want sign. It's a stop sign. And most people either stop or at least come to that little punk ass rolling stop where you slow down but you didn't really stop but you slow way down but you didn't stop but you slowed way down and you roll through the intersection but you slowed down because you wanted to make sure that another car wasn't coming and if everybody did that it would be a little annoying but it wouldn't kill anybody the stop sign is not for me who actually stops at stop signs and it's not for most of you who stop at stop signs and it's not for a percentage of you that come to the rolling stop it's for the jackass that goes, fuck it. It's for that guy. <laughs> it's cut and dry. So when that guy gets a ticket, it's delicious. And I've seen it before. I've seen it. I've seen it recently. I saw a guy got mad at me because I stopped at a stop sign. He was tailgating me the whole time. And I was going a little faster than I wanted to because I didn't want this jackass to run into the back of my car. I just got the freaking thing. And he whipped around me, gave me a mean look, and zoomed right through the stop sign. 
And it was great because I know the neighborhood that I was driving through. And I know that particular block, there's a police officer that sits there and just gives out tickets left and right. And when he zipped around me, I knew he was going to run that stop sign. I was praying, please, please, please don't whip around me and stop at the stop sign because that would mean that evil wins. Please, please, whatever you do. I hope that no one's coming from any direction. I don't want anybody to get hurt. I don't want anybody to be crossing the street. I just want you to zip through the stop sign because I know Officer Ticket a lot is sitting right there. And I know he's sitting there with his pants off, playing with his balls, going, please, God, I need to give somebody a ticket and let the person I I give a ticket to be an asshole and then an asshole roll right through the stop sign oh yeah he got the before his back tires cleared the intersection Woo! oh yeah it was great they made him pull off pull up at the other corner <laughs> the police officer got out of the car as if as if to say <laughs> oh yeah he had a look on his face as if he went back in time and met a single Halle Berry and Halle Berry wanted him too. Oh, he had that look on his face like, I can't wait to ticket this bastard. This is going to feel so damn good. And as I pulled past that jack off, getting a ticket by Officer Tickets a lot, I looked at him. I didn't look at him as if I was trying to be antagonistic. I looked at him and I made it a point to look around as if I was looking at other stuff. But I wasn't looking at other stuff. I was looking at that jack off and I loved it. I loved it. It felt better watching him get that ticket. It felt better than the first time I got it on when I was a teenage boy and I got Okay, it was not as good as the first time I got it on because that was pretty damn good. But it was, okay, it was not even in the top 50. But it was still better than it not happening. Okay, don't just shut up. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> and that's why we can't give discretion to people, man. And we can't give discretion to people because in that specific situation, this officer could have decided not to give him a ticket. I've actually, that actually happened to me once. I actually went to a stop sign because I think I talked about it in an earlier podcast. Um, you know, I really think about it. When I come to think about it, I've gotten a lot of discretion from people because I've, I've been, I'm pretty, I'm pretty nice cat. And I remember I actually did run a stop sign with my, my, my carpet, uh, unhooked from my old car and it got stuck and I couldn't hit the brakes and I rolled through the stop sign and the police officer came up to me and I told him the story and he looked down at my car and he saw the thing and he goes, you know what, Mr. Thomas, I'm not going to give you a ticket. Just be careful. You know, this whole tirade about not pe- people not having discretion, I realize now that I've gotten discretion. I, I realize that I got out of ro- going through a stop sign, even though it was an accident, but I got a, that I did not get that ticket. And I realized that the lady actually wrote the ticket out, and then she thought I was nice, and then she just tore the ticket up because they could actually could do that. Don't believe them when they say they can't. And I realized that I've actually gotten discretion on many occasions because people like me. You know all that stuff I said about discretion? I apply that to other people. I would like the people that have discretion in those situations to keep giving that discretion, use that discretion to let me off of the hook. So there are people out there who have this or in power and can use that power to F over people, but who have chosen on many occasions to not F me over because of my overwhelming amount of likability and lovability and cuteness. I want to say to you, please keep taking it easy on me and take it easy on my podcast audience. It's growing, but you know, right now it's still small enough where you can actually use your power to let the people that listen to me get off. If they speed a little bit and you pull over somebody and the person says, listen, officer, um, I listen to the S. Yes, Anthony says podcast and the police officer should go. You listen to S. Anthony. 
<laughs> not only am I not going to give you the ticket, I'm going to overlook that bloody leg hanging out of the trunk. Okay, just blow it in, push the push the push the remains into the trunk, and make sure that when you when you dispose of them, you go go to the, go six point seven miles and turn left and put the body in the creek because we never drag that far when we're looking for bodies. Okay, okay, you take care of yourself. Thank you, officer. No problem. You're one of those St. Anthony sick bastards, huh? Yes, I'm one of that St. Anthony sick sick bastards. Okay, you sick bastard. Okay, officer, you sick bastard. Okay, you take care of yourself. That's what I want you to do, please. So police officers that listen to me, if you pull over somebody and you just before you get say license and registration, do me a favor, go, sir, I was gonna ask you for your license and registration, but let me ask you a question. Do you know what your sick bastards mean? Well, are you talking about S. Anthony's podcast? You can go. Yeah. That's what I want to happen. You sick bastards. Segment over. Folks, let me ask you something. This is really weird. Have you ever just seen something on television, an old television program or an old movie, and you realize that society has essentially sped past that movie or sped past that television program so much so that even though this show is behind where society is, you know, you could never make that show again because I was at a female relative's house and we were laughing and joking and having a good time. And they were flipping through the channels and they just happened to stop on one of those old movie channels and a movie came on. They, they would never watch this channel. It was just part of their package. Right. And it was one of those old forties movies. Hey, let me tell you about these broads. See, and the lady comes in. Hey, Chauncey, will you want something? He goes, Hey, listen, listen, broad, we're here talking. All right. Come here, girl. He smacks her on the ass. You go get us a beer. All right. <laughs> and as she's walking, he smacks her on the ass again. Okay. Broad's asking questions. And she's like, oh, you're so crazy. And she walks out and comes back with a beer. You can't do that nowadays. Go ahead and to your wife when you're in with, with, in a room full of a bunch of your friends and call her abroad and smack her on the ass, tell her to shut up and go get you some beers. Oh, she'll go. She'll shut up. All right. She'll be in that back end and she'll be sitting in the back plotting your death. And if she comes back with a beer, it's going to taste remarkably like pee and urine and actually pee and urine are the same substance. <laughs> it's going to taste like urine and spit and it's going to have lighter fluid in it. And then that's right. Cause you can't do that. And you wouldn't want to do that. But it was really weird when you watch those old programs, like when you watch, like when you watch old episodes of, th- of uh, like the Three Stooges. And I watched the Three Stooges. I, I used to love it when I was a kid, and I guess I still laugh at it. But I'm not really a big fan of the This House Done Sure Done Gone Crazy episodes, okay? And I think you know why. I understand. At the time, that was a big deal. At the time, hey, a black guy was on screen. At the time, a black actor was working. At the time, you know, when you watch those old things, that's the best these guys could do. And at that time, that was the best they could do. But you don't want to see that shit now you wouldn't want somebody going this house shit i'm going crazy in a film made in 2015 you know why because the whole fucking movie theater would get burned the fuck down not because somebody would could could would come in and, and use any kind of weapons because it would spontaneously combust because everybody's heads would explode in the damn building yeah i said it but one of the things I saw that really struck me was I was watching one of those really bad cable movies. I don't even remember the name of it, and it wasn't a hit. Obviously, it's one of those movies that they bought in the package for five cents and threw in on Saturday afternoon. And it was a movie, and it was a bunch of young, dopey kids. It's, I don't know if they were in college or high school, because you know when you cast the movie, they always cast people older than they actually are. So if they were in high school, they're probably 25. And if they were in college, they were probably 70 in real life. Okay, that's an exaggeration, but you understand what I'm saying. 
So they're all fighting over this girl because this particular girl has a reputation. For what? For getting drunk? And when she gets drunk, she gets really amorous. Whoever happens to be around her, when she reaches a sp specific plateau of drunk acidness, she bangs the crap out of the guy that she's with, and she doesn't remember what happens the next day or some crap like that. I forgot what it was because I almost vomited on the screen. And this was in some corny ass comedy. I'm going, really? So this whole movie is built about, about uh, having sex with a woman who doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> Rape is not funny. So I'm watching this movie and I'm thinking about it. And I realize there's a lot of guys who actually still think that way. They say, hey man, have the, I'm gonna have, if she's a little buzz and you can get it on with it. Have the, have the. No, dude. How would you like it if you got a little buzz and you woke up and some dude was climbing off the top of you going... Man, I'm glad you were drunk, because I don't think you'd let me do that if you were sober. <laughs> what do you mean? What did you do? Oh, well, I'm not going to say what happened, but um, it rhymes with mathing mechs with your mutt while you were asleep. <laughs> Wait, you had, you did what? Oh, no, 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 I'm not going to say what it was, because, I mean, apparently you're going to be a little upset. I'm not going to say what it was, but it has, it rhymes with me and a bunch of brands bad becks with you while you were unbonscious. <laughs> you, know, so you know what I'm saying? Because apparently you think, from what you said and what you've done in the past, apparently you think that's acceptable, so we decided to do it to you. <laughs> oh, it's not good now because it happened to you, really? So it's not, it's good if you do that to women, but it's not good if it happens to you. What does that tell you? <laughs> Because I never understood the concept. I've gone out with women before, and it was a situation where I knew the relationship was moving into the to, to a level where we were going to be getting it on. And the lady was a little bit buzzed. She wouldn't be drunk by any estimation. I, I, I was the one driving, so it didn't really matter. She was a little buzzed. I took her home. You know, and I did not make any moves whatsoever. I said, I will call you tomorrow. I had, I didn't want anything to do with getting it on with a buzz woman. I don't want to, if I, uh, mm -mm, nope, 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 nope. We get it on. I want you to be completely clear headed. I want you to know what's going on. I want to know that I have permission. Uh, uh, mm -mm, nope, not going to happen. I don't get it on with women when I was living with them for years, women I lived with for years, women I was dating for years and had gotten on with two or three or four or five, six hundred times already, and they got drunk and I didn't get it on with them. Why would I do that? Not only do I think it's a wrong thing to do, because even though our relationship was at a point where I pretty much had permission to get it on with her and she had pretty much had permission to get it on with me, you still have to get the final permission to get it on. I'm talking about relationships where we lived together, we were together for a long period of time, but we were dating for such a long period of time that I literally, and every guy knows that part of the relationship where you are so comfortable with each other, you literally treat each other's bodies as if it's your property. Not property, but you know what I'm saying. You feel free to, you have carte blanche to feel each other up. Like when you're sitting on the table and you spill something on your chin and your wife just walks across and wipes your chin off, or you wipe her chin off, or you know what I'm saying, or or you know what I'm saying, or like, you, you, you know you've been there where you're just sitting there standing there and and your wife grabs your stuff and she just plays with it and, and you're like and you both have that little secret laugh because nobody saw it <laughs> or she squeezed your butt or you squeeze her butt or no one's looking you squeeze her boobs or you bite her on the neck all those little things where you basically going I have permission to squeeze this <laughs> and she has permission to grab this <laughs> that kind of thing even in a relationship like that where everybody's body parts are on the table I don't mean literally on the table okay sometimes they are on the table and you know what I mean by on the table because if you live together you've gotten it on and every room of the house that's why when i go to visit friends i wear a hazmat suit because that shit's gross but that's beside the point 
But even if I'm in a situation where I'm with a woman where she pretty much has said, said through her actions that you can squeeze on this and slurp on this and suck on that and pinch that and scrub on that and put stuff up in that and grab on that and rub that, I still will not have sex with a woman even in that relationship when she's drunk. I just don't like it. Because it's gross. And I don't think it's the right thing to do. And besides, I don't want to get it on with a woman who's all vomiting all over herself. I don't want to get it on with a woman who's stumbling all over the place. I don't want to get it on with somebody whose words are slowing, slurring. I don't want to get it on with somebody like that. And why the hell would you even want to get it on with somebody like that? I hate people that take advantage of people and they're in a situation where they have all the juice and the other person is vulnerable either because they were incapacitated because of alcohol or mental incapacitation because uh, maybe they have uh, some kind of mental disability or maybe you just have more power than they do and you use that power to mess with them. I don't like it. Now, even if we move out of that serious subject, Okay, and we move over to something like using sex as a weapon. Now, keep in mind, this is a completely different topic. This has nothing to do with what we just talked about. That part of this segment is over. We're now talking about everybody's sober and everybody's awake and everybody's in good condition and people will use sex as a weapon. Never understood why people would do that. That is the best thing in the world. It's such a small part of a relationship in the grand scheme of things because let's be honest, how long do you normally get it on? If you really think about it, add up the time during the course of the day when you were actually getting it on. I mean, from not touching each other to to, the first touch that begins the getting it on section to the point where you go, ah, that was awesome. And that... How long is that for the average person? What's that, a half an hour? You can't go by my standards because I normally, from when I first touch a woman to we both go, man, that was great. Usually, you know, I, I mean, I'm not as young as I used to be, okay? So, you know, I'm down to, it's only, you know, five, six hours of sex now, you know, because I'm getting a little older and I can't do my normal eight hours of straight sex like I normally could when I was in my 20s. Now that I'm a little bit older, I can only go for four five hours at a time. Okay, five, okay let me stop lying. Not four or five hours, just four hours, maybe four hours and 15 minutes of getting it on. <laughs> Shut up. It's my podcast. I can say what I want. I don't care if I'm lying. Shut up. But even in that situation, you sit there and you think about the, have you ever been in a situation where you really, really wanted to get it on with, with your spouse and they knew it and then they used it, they leveraged it to get you to do stuff? If you put out the trash, you can, hey girl, you know, hey, you know, I mean, I'll go to the game. I mean, I, mean, I was wondering you know, if you let me go to the game and we're going to, you know, I'll go to that LA with you. Know, and then you use it like that. You use what the other person wants to control them. You sick pieces of crap. You shouldn't do that. I was finally in a relationship which was so cool. She was a kind of woman that was not stereotypical at all when it comes to getting it on. Because most women, if they're mad at you, they don't want to get it on. Guys don't care. But I'm actually the opposite. When I'm mad at a woman, I don't care what she looks like. I am not getting it on with her. And that freaks women out. Because they, they, they think something's wrong with you. The woman said something that I just, just pissed me off. And then she I go we go back home. And I'm in the car and I'm just fuming. I'm like, you can't believe you said all this bullshit. You're trying to embarrass me. Make me look like a dude. And she's sitting there and she's gay. And she does she knows she's wrong. And she thinks it's funny that I'm angry. And she and she just assumes just because she's she gets it's naked and I'm going to jump on top of her and I said no she took all of her clothes off she put on the thing I like her to wear and she put on and she I'm not going to tell you exactly what she did but we were together long enough where she 
she made sure she pushed all the right buttons where under normal circumstances if she pushed any one of those buttons the neighbors would be calling the police going please tell them to calm down but this particular time she decided to hit all the buttons it was like somebody being on the elevator opening their hands up and pushing all the buttons to make sure it stopped at every floor when it wasn't necessary. All you needed to do was push the button for the 17th floor, which is where you wanted to go, and that's where I wanted to go, the 17th floor under normal circumstances, but this time she wanted to prove a point. She wanted to say that even though she pissed me off as much as she pissed me off and she made me as mad as she wanted to make me, she would push all the buttons, including the 17th floor, and I would get off on every floor and I would like it and I wouldn't say anything because I was just happy to be on the elevator for the long ride but what she didn't realize was as soon as I went to the first floor I jumped off the elevator looked back and put up my middle fingers and said I'll take the stairs and she goes you'll take the stairs I said you know what I'm not even going to take the stairs I'm going to leave the building because I don't want to ride with you and it threw her full of loop she was like what you're turning down this? Yeah, I'm turning it down. I'm sick of you. Because most guys, every other guy she went with, she would piss him off. But because she was so sexy and big boobs and juicy butt and looked delicious and could do all sorts of stuff. And then they, they would just go, I'm upset, but I've got to have some of that. But I said, no, you're not going to use sex against me. You're not going to ever be able to have that kind of power over me. The second I see you looking even to push another button other than 17 trying to play games, I'm going to get off the elevator. And even if we get off at the 17th floor... Love this metaphor, don't you? Even if we get off on the 17th floor, I'm going to get right back on the elevator and ride back down without you because I don't like it. And it throws him full of loop. And that's right. Now, I wasn't using not getting it on with her as a weapon. I really just didn't want to get it on with her. I just didn't want to get it on with her because I don't like games. Don't like them. But a lot of times, you in a relationship, and women will do that. I don't know. I don't like the way you looked at that waitress. And they won't give you any delicious booty because they know you want it. And then they'll put it in. And then they'll go in and they'll put on that disgusting stuff that they know that you want to wear. And then they, they don't even. Normally, she has the granny panties on and the bra that basically says, not only you're not going to have sex, you, you, you mind that I'm going to put on this bra that has alligators on it. And if you even attempt to touch my delicious breasts, they're going to pop out and bite your damn hands off. Off, and that's the kind of draw she puts on. She puts on the panties at the bottom with barbed wire on it. That's right. And that's what she's doing because she knows you want something. She's going to make sure you don't get anywhere near it. You're going to sit there wanting it and she's going to make it look real good. But you better not even think of getting it because she's going to make you suffer. She's going to teach you a lesson by not letting you get any of her deliciousness. But she's going to make sure you want it with the lingerie, putting on all the perfume. Everything that she normally does when she's definitely going to get it on with you. And every man knows his wife's routine every woman has a you're definitely going to get some of this sweet stuff routine every woman has one of those you have it you have underwear that you put on that you know is only going to be on for about two minutes because he's going to chew it off of you you know what soap you use when you're making sure you're looking and smelling extra sweet in all the places you know he's going to bury his face you know what you know when you use lever 2000 you're just cleaning yourself but when
when you pull out that box of soap called he's gonna bite my butt soap you know what soap i'm talking about maybe that's not the name but you have soap you use when you know he's gonna bury his face in places and you know what i'm talking about and you do all of that stuff you even put on the love music and he's going <laughs> she's not mad anymore and then you lay down and you sit there and he's and he's like yeah girl yeah he makes his move and he puts his hand one eight when his hand gets one eighth of an inch away from your thigh you spin around i'm not in the mood you bastard and he's sitting there with a boner the size of he has to watch out because he doesn't want to get it caught in the ceiling fan that's how juiced up he is ready for the good stuff that he's not gonna get because you're both using weapons in my case i wasn't actually using a weapon as it turns out it kind of was but i genuinely didn't want to get it on with her But you know what I'm talking about. Sometimes people, there will be people that use weapons like that. Sometimes a guy will be un emotionally unavailable on purpose. That's usually a guy's weapon. But I thought I was in a really good relationship. I was in a relationship where we were, we would fight and get upset with each other. And when we fought and got upset with each other, I didn't even make a move toward it. Because I was like, well, she's a lady. She's upset. So she's not going to get it on. And I actually had a woman. This is the, I mean, this was the, this blew my mind. I thought I hit the jack pot i couldn't believe my luck we fought like cats and dogs nothing to where i thought at the time the relationship was going to, it was just like one of those really bad fights where you know you're going to be slamming stuff and not the kind of stuff you want to be slamming but slamming pots and pads and looking at each other for like three days you know what i'm talking about one of those fights those fights i had one of those with her and i go to the bed and she goes in and she just used the regular soap so she wasn't using the please bite my butt soap i was hoping she'd grab the please bite my butt soap I was really subtle about the fact that she, I wanted her to use the please bite my butt soap because she was in there taking a shower. I reached my hand and pulled out the regular soap to put the please bite my butt soap in. And she said, you might as well put that soap back because you will not be biting any buttocks in here. And I said, okay. Okay, that did not happen. But you know what I'm saying. She made it very clear that, uh, that, 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 there was not, that, that, that nothing was going to happen. At least that's what I thought. And we lay down in the bed. I'm going, and my body didn't even react to it because my body knew we just fought like cats and dogs. Would I still get it on with her? <laughs> I'm a dude, of course I would. But she's a lady. And we fought, so obviously she's not. So my body didn't even react to it. As delicious as she is, and sexy as she is, and smelling good, and all of that, and that warm, juicy stuff was right next to me. And my body said, Look, you ain't getting none of that, so let's just go to sleep. And then I felt a hand slide across. And it wasn't an accident. I could tell it wasn't an accident because she says, I like playing with this. So I pretty much knew it wasn't an accident. And she said, come here, bring this to me now. I want what's mine, referring to you know what. And I thought, oh, this is a trap. She's just going to say this, get everything going. And then she's going to say, you know what? I changed my mind. I'm still mad at you. I can't believe she's going to do this. This is wrong. She should have just shut me down and she's playing games. So I'm just not going to react to her. I'm just, I'm just not going to do it. And then she literally grabbed my arm and pushed me back to the point where I was sitting laying on my back she climbed on top of me and she looked at me and she goes I am so pissed at you and I'm gonna yell at you some more as soon as we finish doing this yeah that's right fellas she was still mad at me but we got it on like jackrabbits anyway and then when we were done oh it was great 
And then she gets, now we're going to discuss what happened at dinner. And we fought for another two hours, but we still got it on. I couldn't believe it. I'm sitting there going, wait a second. We can fight and we're still going to get it on. I think I might have found the one. I might have found the perfect woman. Even though we fought, she still got it on with me. And it was great. And I thought I found the one. I thought I found the perfect woman. She was someone who could just take the whole getting it on thing and move it to the side and still get it on with me when she was upset. But as it turns out, no. No. That was a one-time thing. And as it turns out, it was part of an overall plan. She planned to get it on with me that one time when she was still mad at me. So every other time she was mad at me, I was still thinking that there was a possibility of getting it on. And it never happened again. And it was one of the most cruelest Sun Tzu things I've ever dealt with in my life. What an evil woman. Evil. Can't believe she plotted it out like that. Getting it on with me that one time and for the next three years of the relationship, I'm thinking even when she's mad, I still got a shot, but I didn't never had a shot. That was just a setup. That was Trojan buttocks. She dropped the Trojan buttocks on me. She set me up good and I fell for it like a sucker. I shouldn't even be telling you that I was that dumb at one point in my life that I fell for that trick. Oh. <sighs> God, I was stupid when I was younger. Dumb bastard. God, I was dumb. Why did I record this segment recording and telling you people what a moron I was? I should just edit this crap. No, what? I'm leaving it in. Because maybe one day you'll be in the same kind of situation. Your wife will be pissed off at you and she'll get it on with you anyway. And you're going to think you hit the jackpot. You're going to think she's separated, getting it on from you from being angry. But let me tell you something, you stupid bastards. She's not doing that. It's some kind of Sun Tzu setup shit. The art of buttocks war. She's setting you up for the future. Just let you think that you got a shot even when she's mad at you so she can torture you more and it's the same thing for you ladies come on you know what he's doing of course we're not smart enough on the normal circumstances to do that because we get distracted too easily not that we're dumber than women and i hate when guys say something like you know my wife's the smart one no she's not yes she's smart but so are you stop acting like a punk i actually said that one time one girlfriend i dated was like well i'm smarter than you she wasn't smarter than me she was as smart as as, as me See that? I'm sorry. Where's my English? Uh, uh, my English and grammar composition book. She was as smart as I was, but guess what? It didn't matter. I acted like she was smarter than I was because it built up her ego and made her more likely to give me the good stuff. So as it turns out, I dropped a Sun Tzu bomb on her. I let her think she was smarter than me, and she wasn't. <laughs> That's right. I play games too. Well, I did then. I don't play those games now. Now I'm like, listen. How about you just calm down? Oh, I should calm down. Well, maybe you should calm down. And then you have the fight. And then I go, you know what? I really don't want to argue. You know what? Let's just not fight anymore. This is just kind of a stupid thing to fight. You know? We should just we should be able to speak to each other reasonably. Two intelligent adults. We're both intelligent. We should be able to discuss this and not fight because it's dumb. I mean, I realize that I'm not always right. No one's always right. So why are we fighting? Well, listen, I, listen, I'll acknowledge that I am 50% responsible for this argument. Do you acknowledge your 50%? Yes, I do. Yes, I mean, I, so let's, why are we arguing? Let's just realize that that was a situation. 
Okay, it was just a situation. It's not something that's going to come up all the time. And we now know that we disagree on that specific situation. So we'll be either we'll avoid that situation in the future. Or we'll decide we're going to rationally discuss it instead of getting upset. You're right, S. Anthony. That's a really, really good thing. You know what? I, I'm sorry that I yelled at you. I am sorry that I yelled at you. Okay? You know what? Well, you know what? Let's go out to dinner. You go freshen up, and then when you're finished freshening up, I'm going to go freshen, freshen up, and then we're going to go out to dinner. How about that? That sounds good. All right, you go first. I don't even remember what we were arguing about, but uh, <laughs> now that we're not yelling at each other anymore, I'm definitely going to get some delicious butt tonight. <laughs> hey, Sun Tzu, you need to read my book, damn it. I know you've been dead for a long time, but you need to come back to life and read my book because my strategies are better than yours. <laughs> S. Anthony Thomas, The Art of Buttocks. Oh, yeah. Segment over. You know what, folks? I'm going to talk to you about something small and stupid. Insects. Hate them. Don't like them. I would never eat them, but I'm glad that people do eat them because anything that kills more of them, I'm all for it. Okay? There's nothing else you would really just look at and immediately just want to kill it except bugs. As soon as you see a bug, a bug could be all the way across the room. You will stop what you're doing to go over and step on the bastard. Is he bothering you on the other side of the room? No. Is he getting in your way on the other side of the room? No. Your food's in front of you. The bug's all the way over there. The fly's all the way over there on the window. If you have any other kind of bug, it's all the way on the other side of the room. You could be talking about something very, very important. I understand, but what we've got to do right now is we've got to defuse this bomb and hold it a second. Well, we need to defuse this bomb. We've got 35 seconds. This will not take long. Come here, you little bastard. Crunch. And you'll come back and then you'll defuse the bomb with one second left. You should have defused the bomb earlier. No, but you had to do something more important and what was more important killing a bug because bugs suck i hate them i hate flies i hate little bugs can't stand them you know like flies and gnats see every other bug at least those other bugs have enough sense that when you come toward them they'll start running they'll hide in the crack they'll do what it takes for the most part to get away from you but not the ones that fly the ones that fly i hate their freaking guts gnats flies mosquitoes mosquitoes like look your mosquitoes will literally avoid you for the most part in your house they'll, they'll, they'll come and get you when you go to sleep and bite you you wake up and you look at your arm and the little bastard bitch you took some blood out and you're going really there was no what there's no other animal you could mess with there's a dog outside you couldn't go bite the dog and just be happy with that you had to come and mess with me right is that, is that what it is you rotten bastard i hate bugs and every time you hear about, oh, if there's a nuclear war, the only thing that'll be around afterwards is the bugs. The bugs will survive. We'll be gone, but the bugs will be here. And they make it sound like the bugs are going to be here because the bugs are some kind of geniuses. The bugs have grown and went into the ground and built some kind of bunker that even human beings, the most intelligent of all of the animals on the planet, couldn't come up with it. That they have some kind of ingenious... Know why they'll be around? Because there are too many of them to kill all of them. That's why. That's the only reason they 
they're going to be around. They shouldn't get credit for that. If if you had 27,000 kids and, and a whole bunch of them got shot, but there were still 26,000 left, but 1,000 got killed, it doesn't mean your kids have great survival skills. It means that your kids were so large in number that it didn't matter that they all went outside and signed up to, be, to jump off some buildings and to do all sorts of dangerous crap. No, it doesn't have anything to do with that. It has to do with the fact that there will be a whole bunch of them. That's right. But as human beings, we only have one, two, three, four kids, and we have to be very careful with them, and we're always watching them, and we make sure they make good decisions and all that kind of stuff. Bug kids don't get that kind of instruction. Bugs have kids, and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, see that animal over there that's one million times bigger than you? Whatever you do, go over and piss him off and try to get him to his food, because I'm sure that won't cause any problems for you. Please. You ever put your plate on the table? You know what I'm saying? If you got trash in a trash can and maybe you spilled something in the corner, no matter how hot clean your house is, there's always something spilled somewhere. And if you're a bug, that is like a spill is like it's like a it's like if it's like a, if a five star restaurant just left its door open and wasn't paying attention and had all the plates laid out perfectly and you could walk in and just grab a plate of this five star restaurant food and walk out and they wouldn't notice it or care. That's what it's like when you spill something in your house and a bug sees it. They should just be happy with that, but no, they gotta try to fly into your plate. They gotta try to crawl into your glass and then they wonder why we kill them. In fact, they don't wonder why we kill them because they're too dumb to wonder why we kill them but we do want to kill them what other creature would be dumb enough to try to piss off something a million times bigger than it and in addition to that once it pisses us off we swing at it we take a large part of our body and swing at it at a high rate of speed so it would be like the equivalent of somebody picking up a tractor trailer and swinging it at you because you didn't know how to leave it alone and what happens that you miss the first couple of times, and they keep coming back. If somebody picked up a tractor trailer and started swinging it at me, you know what I would do? I would go, I don't think that guy wants me around. I'm going to leave now. And that's not even something. That's just, that's a tractor trailer. In fact, I got news for you. I'm five, eight and a quarter. If there was a dude that was six, eight and a quarter, and he was 275 pounds, and he said to me, listen, punk, Get away from me. If you come over here and put your finger in my food, I'm going to beat the crap out of you. I wouldn't go, <laughs> I don't believe him. I'm now going to lick my finger and stick it in his food and then stick my hand in his food. And then he gets annoyed and swings at me and I move out the way and avoid the punch. And instead of just going, wow, I don't think this is a good idea, I lick my finger and try to stick my hand in his food again and again and again and again i wouldn't do that why because i'm a human being and i'm smart bugs keep doing it because they're dumb that's right bugs are dumb and if there's any bugs in this room actually the exterminator was here you're probably all dead but i'm sure one of you survived because i mean if you can survive a nuclear strike i'm sure you can survive the exterminator i pay 50 bucks a month to make sure your punk asses don't take over my house because i don't see you but i know you're here well, actually, it's more like 42 bucks, but you get the point. But let me tell you something. F you, bugs. I know you're in here. I know there's at least one spider in this house somewhere, and you suck walking around with your eight legs. Who needs eight legs anyway, you dumb bastard? I do the same crap you do on two legs. Yeah, you can stick to a wall. Doesn't matter. We invented steps so I can go upstairs too, punk. 
you and your little, I'm going to make my web and catch my food. I don't have to make a web and catch food. I got a job. I get into my car. I drive through the store because other human beings kill the food and wrap it up for me. That's right. And in fact, I can go places where the food's already cooked. That's right. I can have a little teenage Boys and girls or young 20-year-old somebodies in a wacky outfit hand me food out of a window while I drive by in my car. I don't have to catch flies in a freaking web, punk. That's right. Bugs, you stink. Walking around, flying around, bothering people. I would never do that. Bastards. I know what you're thinking. You're going, S-Machine, why are you rattling on and on about bugs? What difference does it make? Or what difference does it make? Well, wait till the summertime and you're trying to have a conversation outside and one of those jackasses flies into your mouth. I'll bet you'd be thinking back on, you know, that podcast that Anthony did back in the beginning of the year is really, really appropriate. I really do. I really do hate bugs now. And every time I see one, I'm going to just kill them, even though at that particular time, they're not really doing anything to me, but I'm going to try to kill them anyway. You know it. What other thing do you just automatically want to kill it the second you see it before it even does anything to you? Nothing but bugs. Why? Because bugs suck. Now, granted, there's a few people you want to choke as soon as you see them, but you know you can't because it's against the law. Okay, maybe you don't want to do it because you're not a violent person. And in addition to that, it's against the law. But if you notice, if you shoot a dog, you go to jail. And you should, you sick bastards. Now, I'm not even calling you sick bastards because I call my podcast audience, you sick bastards. And I'm not going to attach anything negative to it. I'm just going to say, if you shoot dogs and hurt animals, you're a piece of shit. And you should get your ass whipped and you should go to jail. But if you notice, nobody says, well, we're going to arrest you for cruelty to bugs. Hell no. They wouldn't do that. If you went to court and somebody said, you know, this guy actually killed some bugs, you know what the judge would say? Really? Show me the kind of bug that he killed. And they would take one of the bugs as an example and put it up and say, see, Your Honor, this is the kind of bug he he tried to kill. And he, the, the judge would take his gavel and smash the bastard and say, guess what? I just killed the bug, so I say it's cool. In fact, bring me some more bugs and let me take this gavel and smash the bastards because I can't stand them. Yeah, that's right. I'm ranting against bugs. Bugs suck. Well, as Anthony, the delicate ecosystem would be destroyed if the bugs were gone. If the bugs were destroyed, the delicate ecosystem would be destroyed. And you'd be, you'd get, oh, really? Well, how about this? How about we just kill enough bugs where the ecosystem is not destroyed? Don't act like we can't do that. You ever notice? Because I've lived in Pennsylvania before, and I know for a fact that when there's too many deer, they have hunters go out and shoot the deer. They don't kill all the deer. They just kill enough deer to keep most of those jackasses from climbing onto the road and you driving your car into them and killing yourself. What do they do? They shoot some of the deer. Not all of the deer, some of the deer. They have a... Count the deer. Well, I think there's about 400 too many deer. Somebody go out there and kill 400 of those bastards. And then at that, when that stops, when you get to the deer that's 400, get the stop and you stop shoot them and then leave them alone. Well, let's do that with bugs. Everybody, if you can count the stars in the universe, damn it, we can count the number of bugs in people's houses. And what we need to do is kill all bugs in all houses and all bugs near houses. Bugs, if you want to go in the forest and mess with people there, you go right there. And flies, get the hell out of people's houses. We have got to create something. Some kind of device that flies around your house and leaves you alone. But when it sees a fly, 
what it does is it attaches itself to the fly, drags the fly into a corner, and beats the shit out of the fly. That's right. This oh, what is that? Oh, that's the little fly ass whip. That's the little fly ass whip robot. You have a fly ass whip robot? Yes, I do have a. Hey, how much did those cost? Whatever it cost, it, it actually it actually came. I actually paid for it with my home insurance. It's actually I paid for it when I paid my mortgage. It's, they have a, some things that come in, and they have special fly ass whip machines, and they fly around. And when a fly comes into the house, it attaches itself to the fly, flies the fly into another room, and beats the fly's ass. It doesn't even kill the fly, not the first time. But if the fly messes with you again, it takes it in the back, straps it down, and beats the shit out of it, stabs it, and throws it out the window. Yeah, that's right. It was worth every penny. What about roaches? Oh, you don't understand. Look down. There's the new Zumba roach ass whooper. What does it do? It cleans your carpet, and if it finds a roach, it picks him up, takes him into a dark alley, and beats the shit out of him, and tells him if he comes back into the house, he's gonna get his ass whipped again. I've got devices for every type of thing in the house that I don't want in here. You notice you don't see any mice in this house, do you? Of course not. Well, what do you use to get rid of the mice? I got a cat. And that's kind of I just wanted to go old school with that, you know, because when I when I took the the the, the uh, roach ass whip machine and I sat it in my lap and I played with its stomach, it didn't purr and make cute faces. So I I went and got a cat instead to, to kill the mice. You know, but I did train the mice, the cat, to say to trash talk the mice when it kills the mice. The cat is incredible. Your cat probably can't talk because you don't have my skills of training cats to talk. My cats actually talk. Apparently, you didn't listen to podcast 133. If you listen to podcast number 133, currently my most popular episode, you will find out that I have a really wonderful skill of finding cats that have human-like tendencies, one of which is speaking English. And uh, if you've noticed over there, if you see right there, you notice that the cat that I have is actually sitting on the couch with reading glasses on, perusing the New York Times. He's gotten a little too intelligent. Now I have to get another cat to kill mice because he's now vegan. And I, I'm sitting there going, I would throw him out because he's vegan. But now I've grown attached to the cat like I did the other cat that croaked when the other one. Well, go listen to podcast episode 133 if you want to know about my skill with finding cats that speak English. Anyway, all I want to say is, man, and to my podcast audience, you sick bastards, you have to tell the truth. When you see a bug, the first thing you want to do is stomp on that bastard. Just crunch. You step down on it and you twist your feet. You don't have to twist your foot. You're probably about, if you're a woman, you're probably about 140 pounds. If you're a man, you're probably about 200 pounds or so or somewhere in that area. And you don't have to twist your foot when you step on the bugs. You know that just by stepping on the bugs, you kill them. But you want to enjoy the process. You want to make sure that bastard dead. If you could, you'd take your feet up, you'd go upstairs, you'd get a gun and you'd shoot him right in the head to make sure his little insect ass was dead. Yeah, you'd damage your wood steps, but he'd be dead and it'd be worth it, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, that's right. Bugs suck. I said it. And if you're a bug lover, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I offended you, bug lovers. I'm sorry if you feel that you are going to go against your own species, humans, and side with the bugs. You make me sick. 
But then again, if you listen to me, I kind of need as much of an audience as possible. So just the part of you that sides with bugs makes me sick. But the part of you that listens to my podcast every week and brings people back, I like that part. <laughs> Why do I keep pandering to people? I, I, I got to stop doing that. I take it back. Bugs stink. People that like bugs stink. And people that like people that like bugs stink. I said it. Deal with it, punk. Segment over. Okay, my friends. I want to talk to you about... Because some of you have asked me a question. And, you know, I, I, I always reference old girlfriends and things of that nature. Not because I'm talking about... They're, they're spe- specifically what I'm referring to. But it's because they were important to me in that particular period of my life when I was engaging in an activity that the person was asking about you know when you talk about high school you're going to talk about your high school friends you talk about college you're going to talk about your college friends and your girlfriends and things of that nature people that were prominent in that time period and somebody asked me why i chose to do podcasting and why i'm doing it and quite frankly i enjoy it i enjoy the interactions with people and i enjoy um, expressing ideas like this because it's it's much much different than stand-up comedy and Stand-up comedy, essentially, you are, you know, you're telling your little funny stories to people around the country and, you know, drunk people around the area. And you have to necessarily, you know, take, you have to take them into into consideration. You have to take into consideration the needs, the wants, the desires, and the rules of the venue. But with this, I do not. It's it's what I want to do the way I want to do it. And if people don't like it, they don't have to listen to it. You actually have to come and find this. It's not like I'm pushing it down somebody's throat. It's not like that. But the thing about it is, is when you decide that you want to do something that's that's just for you, you should do it. And I'm not talking about being irresponsible and throwing off your, you know, things that you have to do. I'm not talking about that. But there's, everybody has to have a thing that's for them to do. You know, when I chose to do be, to be a comedian when I was much, much younger, I didn't know at the time that it would take a long time to get to become good at it. Uh, not good at it, but good at it to the point where other people would acknowledge that I was, you know, really, really good at it and say that. And so when you think in terms of building relationships, you know, if you're a if you're a comedian or an actor or a writer or a traveling salesperson or starting your own business, whatever it is, you got to realize it's not going to happen very, very quickly. And you may have to forego relationships to, to pursue that, because there are certain women that I probably would be married to right now, but they decided they didn't want to be involved in this lifestyle because it was going to take too long to be successful and I couldn't get angry at them I can't get mad at somebody who, a 23 year old woman and I'm a 23 year old man who, who who sees what I'm doing and decides she doesn't want to be in a relationship with me because it's going to take too long to be where I need to be I can't get mad at that I, how am I going to get mad at, 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 at her back then how would I do that I can't you know it may feel bad that somebody doesn't doesn't want to be with you because they don't like what you're doing but you can't get mad at them. They have a right to pick and choose. They have a right to pick and choose what makes them happy. And if you being away for three weeks at a time is pissing them off and they realize that's what the next 70 years is going to be like, they can go, you know what? Uh, no. You know, I've seen people that decided to get wanted to be in a relationship with a lady and they wanted to marry this lady, but the lady made a decision. She just does not want to have kids and this guy really wanted to have kids and that was a deal breaker so they broke up 
They were very, very happy together. If he, if he did not want to have kids, they would have been perfect together. If she wanted to have kids, they would have been perfect together. But the deal breaker happened. And in my case, in many, in many times, the deal breaker was a lady who wanted me to stop being an entertainer because, well, you're so good at sales and people like you and you're so good at this and so good at that. And would I have been successful in a regular person's life? Of course I would have been. I would have been a great salesperson. You know, I'd have been great at, at those things, but they wouldn't have made me happy. And why would I want to marry someone who wants me to do something that would make me miserable for the next 50, 60 years? Why would I want that? Why would you want me to be miserable for the next 50, 60 years? Because you're happy. And that's what happens when you pick the wrong person <laughs> and you're not doing the thing that you're supposed to do. See, I tried to be a quote civilian, unquote, and that's what a lot of entertainers call people that aren't entertainers. Um, they call them civilians. I tried that. I tried that. I, I, I swear to goodness, I tried it. it. And it just did not work for me. Everybody's got to find the thing that makes them happy, man. You got to find that thing that makes you happy. It doesn't matter if you're making a living at it. That's not what I'm talking about. You know, if I just wanted to do stand-up and I did, or, or do podcasting and I didn't want it to be my career, I wouldn't, I would still do it. You know, if I didn't want it to be my career, I would do it just because I thought it was fun. I have plenty of people that I know. I know a couple of people that work in the phone company and they work in this. They have their own side businesses. And on the weekends, on Fridays and Saturday nights, they perform at comedy clubs in their local area within 20 or 30 miles of their house. And they're happy with that. They don't want to go any further than that. They're not trying to get a sitcom. They don't want to be mega stars. They're not even interested in it. I know people that work regular jobs and they play guitar. These guys don't even do gigs. They just play guitar in the garage. A group of them play guitar in the garage because they love playing music. They don't care if anybody else hears it. They just love jamming on Saturdays and Sundays. And I do this. I like the podcast. I like to tell jokes to strange people. And even if it wasn't my career, I would still do it. If I was still doing human, working in human resources, I would still be doing this on the weekend. I would still be doing it because it's what I love to do. Now, I hope you find out whatever it is you love to do. I hope you find it. Some of you probably have found it. You probably know what you love to do. But you're afraid. <laughs> you know, you're afraid. You want to paint, but you don't want anybody saying your painting sucks. You want to play music, but you don't want somebody to go, you stink at guitar, you stink at drugs. You want to stand on stage and tell stories or act, and people look, oh, you suck. Maybe you like to do yoga. Maybe you like to write stories. Maybe you like to work on computers. Maybe you like to do whatever the hell it is. There's something you'd like to do, something you could just sit down, start doing it 12 hours ago by, you look up at the clock, and you have to remind yourself to go to sleep because you were so involved in that thing you love to do. And you know there is something. And if you don't have something, go find out what the hell it is. And do that shit. I know that as as an entertainer, and in and, and, and specific obviously comedy for me and sometimes storytelling like on the podcast sometimes i'll pound a lot of jokes into the podcast and sometimes i'll just tell a story like i'm doing right now and fortunately people seem to enjoy it and i thank you for that but you got to find that that thing that you love to do man i'm telling you man you're going to be on the planet 90 years find that shit and do it you got to find it everybody needs to find it and as an entertainer i know for a fact that when i when i do my thing there are people that 
enjoy it. It's kind of a, like a mini vacation, a mini mental vacation. And that's all entertainers are. We, we are essentially just mini mental vacations for the people that listen to what we do. You may put on a song because your day sucks and you wanted to sit back and listen to that song. You may have a day that sucks and you just want to go, I just want to listen to somebody tell me some interesting stuff and to make me laugh and to tell me some cool shit. And I, uh, you know what? It, uh, S. Anthony has to do podcasts. I'm going to download it, listen to it, whatever. I'm going to put it in the car, whatever the hell it is. I like this guy and I'm going to listen to his shit for 60 to 90 minutes, whatever the fuck the length of his podcast is. I'm going to listen to it because I like it. I like reading this guy's book. This guy or this lady writes great books. I'm going to do that. Whatever it is. You may want to watch a basketball game. You may just want to sit down and meditate. Whatever it is. But you got to find whatever the hell it is, man. They say life is too short. Life is life is too short when you're near the end of it. Okay, I'm not near the end of my life yet. So life is not fucking short. There's a whole lot of life left. And even if you're 97 years old and every day you wake up, you're like, ha ha, beat you again, death. It doesn't matter. You should do something. In fact, for you, you should really find what you like to do and do it because not to be gross about it or, or insensitive, you don't have a lot of time left. So when the hell are you going to find out what you love to do? Why would you let somebody tell you, you know what? I want to drink some green tea and tap dance in the basement. You're going to look stupid, grandpa. Shut the fuck up. I'm 97 years old. I'm going to drink green tea and I'm going to tap dance in this basement while I listen to 40s music. That's what I love to do. Now go upstairs and shut the fuck up. Play your PlayStation or something. <laughs> and even as a younger person, not a young person, but a younger than that, I'm going to do what I love to do. And what I love to do is this. I know there's something you love to do, man. There's got to be. I don't know what it is, obviously, because I don't know you as an individual. I know you as a group. You sick bastards. But I don't know you as individuals, but I can tell from one human being to the other that there's something you like to do. Something you like to do that makes you happy. Whatever it is, please, please find out what it is and do that shit. And if somebody else doesn't like what you're doing, fuck them. Tell them to shut up. Tell them, listen, I know you don't like the fact that I like to tap dance in the basement drinking green tea, but it really doesn't affect you. Go back to what you were doing and leave me alone for an hour. I'm going to tap dance and drink this green tea, and in an hour from now, we're going to interact again. But for this hour, this hour is about me, not about you. And then tell them, what, don't you have something you love to do? You love to write, correct? But what if I came upstairs and I went into your computer and I read some of your short stories and I said they were stupid? Now, those short stories aren't even, you're not trying to sell those short stories. You're writing them because you love creating worlds that other people can get lost in. You might not even share those stories with other people. It may be poetry just for you. And you like, you look at it and you go, I created that. You don't even have to share with anybody. It could just be the fact that you created something that didn't exist and now it exists. And the only reason it exists is because of you. You may just love it at that level. Shouldn't I just leave you alone and let you sit there and read your stories? remember and look at that work you just did or maybe share it with a few people who like it you don't need me coming upstairs or going downstairs or coming to where you are telling you it's dumb find that shit man I just happen to have found the thing I love to do I love standing on stage telling stories to people and having them laugh I like knowing that they're, when I'm in a comedy club two three four hundred people when I'm when I'm um, I'm not doing it right now because I'm writing a new show, but when it, when it happens, two, three, four hundred people at a time, maybe more, 
We're going to come to some place where I am. I'm going to stand on stage for 60 to 90 minutes. I'm going to talk. They're going to laugh the entire time and they're going to go home. And I'm going to know two, three, four hundred people or whatever the number is went home laughing and having a good time. And I helped facilitate that. I like doing this podcast and then the numbers are growing. Like I said, I'm, you know, I'm still just a regular cat with a podcast and it's starting to become popular. And I don't know exactly how many people are going to hear this, but I know it's more than that number (laughs) that I just said. I know it's way more than that. And it's in different countries. And I like knowing that every week I'm going to say some stuff into this microphone and people are going to listen to it and they're going to download it and they're going to like it. And they're going to email me and tell me, oh, this is the greatest. I love it. You're hilarious. This is cool. I really enjoy what you're saying. And people are going to say nice things on Twitter and stuff like that. I know that's going to happen because that's what's been happening and I appreciate it. This is what I love to do. And one of the reasons I love doing it is because of the people that tell me that they love what I do. That's, that helps a lot. You know, that's more important than money or anything else. Now, <laughs> I wouldn't mind making lots of money. That would be nice, too. And hopefully that'll happen in the future. But it's cool to know that I can enjoy this before I even waste my time worrying about whether or not this becomes some big deal. Because even if it doesn't, I'm still going to do it. And the reason I enjoy it is because it's something I'm supposed, I'm supposed to be doing. Because I'm supposed to be telling funny stories and wacky stories to people. And because there are people on the other end of this Namely you who listen to this and say nice things to me telling me that you enjoy it. And that's really what's important. So whatever it is you like to do, please, please, please find it, enjoy it, and don't let anybody else mess it up for you. It's not about them. It's about you. Segment over. Okay, you sick bastards, that has been this episode of the S. Anthony Says Podcast, starring yours truly, the one and only me, S. Anthony. <laughs> you hear that great singing? <laughs> that's, that's, that's why I do comedy and do podcasting, because I'm not really a real singer. Anyway, I just want to say thank you very much, you sick bastards, for coming back every week. Thank you for bringing new people. And new people, thank you for being here. And very soon, you'll be regular sick bastards. And I expect you to bring some new people, you sick bastards. And people in the future who haven't heard this yet because you're in the future. You are potential sick bastards, okay? So come on, damn it. Keep listening to this crap and downloading this crap and telling people about this crap. That's right. Now, the uh, the email address, for those of you that know, know, that do not know, and a lot of you do, obviously, the email address is the S. Anthony Says Podcast at gmail.com. I am on Twitter in two places, two places, two, two, two places on Twitter. The first place, the main place, the place where it's me, 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 and me is at S. Anthony Thomas. And the podcast uh, Twitter is at S. Anthony Says. That's right. So follow them both, you bastards. That's right. And every time you see something from me, I want you to stop and look at the stars and go, he tweeted something. Yay. Now listen, you bastards. I am on. The home base for the podcast is, of course, um, 
S. Anthony says at pod be, dot at Jesus Christ. S. Anthony says dot dot com. I'm also on Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, iTunes, Pocket Casts, on top of your car, in your basement, in your trunk, in your back pocket. I'm in your your phone. If you go into the bathroom, I'm in there. I'm everywhere, damn it. So wherever I am, listen to me. Yeah, that's right. I said it, you bastards. Now also do me a favor. As I said earlier in this podcast, if you listen to this show, if you love the show, whatever you do, make sure you say some nice things about the show by giving this show some good, solid five-star reviews on whatever you listen. If you listen on iTunes, give me some love. And some five-star reviews on iTunes. Do the same thing on Stitcher, on TuneIn, on Pocket Cast. Wherever there's a place to give this show some five-star reviews, please do. It will help out. It will feel good. Yeah. <laughs> Much love to you all. I really, really appreciate all that you guys have done for me. I appreciate the email and all the cool things that you've done. You are some cool bastards, and you are my sick bastards. That's why I call you, you sick bastards. Much love to you, and I'll see you next week with more stupid crap that I'll be saying for no reason. Ha <laughs> ha! Oh yeah, S. Anthony.